0: into the bodily form of our Lord Jesus as the eternal Son of God. And it means that in that body of the Lord Jesus was concentrated all of God all the time. Note the word dwelleth. In him dwelleth all the fullness. Now that's in the continuous tense and has to be interpreted as... Housed in that physical body, there was housed, there dwelt every fullness of the eternal God. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. Today we're going to be speaking of the fullness of God in the person of the Lord Jesus. You know, in reality, the great difficulty in Christianity is talking to people and asking them, do you know the Lord Jesus? But without the Bible, there's no way to know who he is. And all the fullness of God that is in Him. It is only from the light of Scripture that we are able to discover the glory, the fullness of the Godhead, all the attributes of deity that dwell in the Lord Jesus. We think of the Incarnation, we think of the Christmas season when we look at the child in the crib, and do we really grasp? that in that infant, even before birth in Mary's womb, dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And as our Lord Jesus grew and developed into manhood, he always, at all times, possessed the fullness of God. Now, we need to give ourselves to comprehend these things, because without truly knowing all the fullness that is in the Lord Jesus. How can we pray to him? How can we receive him as our Savior? How can we rest in all his accomplishments and in all his victory for our souls? And so today we're going to spend this time looking into this great text in the book of Colossians. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And I trust that you will get a a new concept, a new grasp of the glorious person the Lord Jesus Christ truly is. You may hear Christians speak about, you know, Jesus is wonderful and it's a great thing to be a Christian, and I'm glad that I'm saved and in Christ and blessed by Christ, but until we grasp who the Lord Jesus truly is, all of that just doesn't compute. And so I invite you to listen today with, with, with all your attention and take it in, who the Lord Jesus is as the Savior of sinners, who came from heaven's glory, having uh, being the second person of the Trinity, losing nothing of his divine nature, yet joined to true human nature and living, working, dying, rising again in that glorious power of the fullness of God in his body. And so stay tuned. May the Lord minister to your heart today through his word. I've never been to the city of Rome. I have seen some photographs of the Colosseum that my sister and brother-in-law brought home on a visit that they made some time ago. But I have learned that there is a palace there that was built by an ancient Roman family. It's now a tourist trap and visitors flock in and they would look up to that dome with the painting and poetry upon it. But visitors find it very difficult. It's difficult, sore on the neck, dizzying to study that dome for any length of time so the owner had placed a mirror at ground level so that visitors could gather around and even find seats and look down toward the mirror and yet study the details of that painting and poetry and text above. It was genius and it worked so well because it left nothing of the detail of the painting out. When our Lord Jesus came into the world, he came to reveal the Father. He is the express image of the Father. No man hath seen the Father, but our Lord came to reveal him. And he said to, Peter, to Philip, He that hath seen me, hath seen the Father. Now, the thing that we must grasp is that when the Lord Jesus came into this world to reveal the Father, he left nothing out. And as our text here in Colossians 2 verse 9 says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Tonight, we're going to try and grapple with the meaning of that statement. What did the apostle mean when he stated that the Lord Jesus Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily? And the next thing we need to ask is, why did he state it here? We need to look at the context. We need to know the meaning of the statement And why here and now in this particular context? And then, of course, we need to ask, what is it all about? What is the difference? And so what the apostle meant by this very full statement, this very specific statement about Christ the Son of God, that in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily... It means that the complete nature of God as Trinity was compressed into the bodily form of our Lord Jesus as the eternal Son of God. And it means that in that body of the Lord Jesus was concentrated all of God all the time. Note the word dwelleth. In him dwelleth all the fullness. Now that's in the continuous tense. And has to be interpreted as housed in that physical body. There was housed, there dwelt every fullness of the eternal God. He was all the fullness of God in Mary's womb. He was all the fullness of God when he was but an infant, even as a child. He was all the fullness of God when he lived as an adult, when he commenced his ministry, when he preached, when he did miracles. He was all the fullness of God when he was suffering upon the cross, when from his bleeding hands, feet, and side, The blood of Jesus was pouring out. All the fullness of God was in him during all those hours of suffering upon that tree. He was all the fullness of God when he rose again on the third day from the tomb. And now that our Lord Jesus is seated in glory at the Father's right hand, in bodily form, in him, is all the fullness of God tonight as we gather to worship Him, as we gather to learn of Him. Now, you may wonder, how can that be? How is it all possible that the eternal God who is infinite can be compressed into a single human body? I have a little illustration that might help. I became fascinated with computer compression. As you know I do some radio work and I email radio programs to radio stations. Can you grasp that? You attach them by an email or you put them on Dropbox or you send them up on an FTP site and it's really those zeros and ones winging their way through Sometimes, well, if it's a wireless system through thin air and then through the router and through the wiring system into the internet, and it has to reach its destination. Now, if you were to do that without compressing the file, you'd be there all day. It would take such a long time. In 1952, a mathematician called Hoffman learned how to compress digital files. If you've ever used an MP3 file, it is greatly reduced in size. Or if you're using a a WAV file, a file with a WAV uh, extension file, that's the full thing. But to send that over internet is uh, arduous and demanding and so it's reduced to MP3. But that MP3 file is called a lossy file. There is a loss of digital information, zeros and ones, and you can never get them back. If you reduce a WAV file to an MP3 and then try to re-expand it again to its full quality or full digital content, you can't do it. It's lost. It's gone. Whereas a WAV file, you can still use it and work with it wonderfully. Now that compression in our digital age is a bit of a wonder. You could have a thumb drive, and it's called a thumb drive because it's about the size of your thumb. And you can contain in it an MP3 or JPEG files that are, again, graphics that are compressed. You can have a world of information in a small, little file. Now, when God sent his Son into the world, somehow, by his infinite power, he compressed all the fullness of the Godhead into the person of the Lord Jesus without any loss, without any missing information or glory or deity. The Bible tells us here in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's a wonder. And our Lord Jesus is a supernatural person. And our gospel, therefore, is a supernatural gospel. We do not believe in mere natural religion. Our gospel comes from heaven. It came in the person of God's Son, and in Him is all of God, and, of course, all that God ever has for His people Now, the second question that we ask tonight is, why did Paul the Apostle state that right here in Colossians 2 and this verse 9? Well, let's look at the context. Let's see what he said in verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. We need to know tonight that our Lord Jesus is supernatural. He is all of God. He is the full divine person because of empty philosophy and because of those thinking of the world that deny our Lord Jesus of such fullness now two things can arise out of the thinking that is the rudiments of the world or the principles of the world, the notions of the world. The first is first error is that the man called Jesus may be mighty, but he's not almighty. Now, if you go down that road, you're going to sell out the gospel. You're going to give up the supernatural nature of christianity the other error that can develop is that jesus is merely our helper to get through life he's a crutch and yes he's a wonderful person and we all need heroes and we all need models to get through the crises of life and if we follow the lord jesus we will become something of a better person I'd rather meet a Christian than a pagan, no matter how weak that person might be. I'd rather have someone that claimed to to some degree was a follower of a man called Jesus than a man called Buddha. But it's still an error and it's still a denial of the gospel of the New Testament. Paul says, beware, lest any man spoil you. Now, I was interested in that word spoil, and it's really a, a, a figure of war. When an enemy carries away the victims of war that are defeated, they are taken as spoil, to be sold off to be sent into slavery and misery. And, of course, that's the devil's plan. That's the plan of the enemy, to spoil souls. He's the the wolf that comes to destroy the sheep. But we tonight are followers of the Christ who is the Good Shepherd, who gave His life for the sheep. This is what makes our Lord Jesus to be an all-sufficient Savior. And we need to rest on this. We need to glory in this truth. Christians are allowed to boast. Now, we're not to boast in ourselves, and we're not to boast in our mere denominations and all-man personality, but we boast in the glory of the gospel— And we boast in our Lord Jesus. Paul boasted in the cross. And here are things tonight that we are to be unwilling to sell out. Unwilling to surrender. Now we have grappled with the text. And we have seen the truth that Jesus is all the fullness of the Godhead. I want us now to take a wider angle. And look on Jesus' life and witness of this truth, that Jesus is all-sufficient. He's an all-sufficient Savior. You've heard that before. And again, I'm back to cliches. An all-sufficient Savior. Have you heard that before? You may have heard it in a prayer meeting. You may have heard it in someone's testimony, but is it true to you tonight in the struggles that you face, the temptations that you face, the sins that you need to master and overcome? Is it true tonight that Jesus is an all-sufficient Savior? Well, the good news is that He is almighty. He is all. The fullness of God in body. He's all sufficient for the Father. Now this is a big one. Because God planned the gospel. God planned the covenant of grace. God was looking for a man to stand in the gap He was looking for one who could redeem sinners out of their sins and bring them one day to glory. And three times the Father spoke concerning His own Son. Three times the audible voice of God the Father was heard. The first one was at Jesus' baptism, when He came up out of the waters. And the Father's voice was heard, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The other was his transfiguration, when his body glowed and glistened as a noonday sun. And again the Father's voice was heard, This is my beloved Son. The third time, that the Lord Jesus was commended by the Father was when the Greeks asked we would see Jesus. And the Lord began to speak to them about his death. And he began to pray, Father, glorify thy name. And we're told in John's Gospel, chapter 12, then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The Father was pleased with His Son. He was all sufficient for the Father. Now, there are other ways in which the Father demonstrated that He was pleased with His Son. Not with an audible voice, but with mighty, miraculous power. When our Lord died on the cross... The veil of the temple was torn in two, rent from top to bottom, without human hand, by the power of God, as a declaration that God was pleased with the work of His Son in redemption. Then at the resurrection, when the Father raised the Lord Jesus up from the dead, that was the great pronouncement, that our Lord Jesus had defeated sin defeated death, defeated the devil, that he triumphed over enemy, and he was the conqueror, the head of his people. What a great declaration that the Lord Jesus' work was all sufficient. And then his ascension into the Father's right hand where God received him into his holy presence as our Savior, tonight God is delighted with his son. Isn't that good news? He's delighted with his son. As we come to God's house and worship him, that ought to fill our hearts. There ought to be a delight in our souls that our Lord Jesus is our everything. And you must never, never, doubt the power of Jesus' name because the Father has given him a name that is above all names. He's now Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He's all sufficient for Thank you for joining with us here on Let the Bible Speak. And I trust that today that the message has struck a chord with your heart, who the Lord Jesus really is. And I think the best word to use is supernatural. He was no ordinary man. He was God and man in one person. We theologians use the term theanthropic, God and man in one person. And everything that Jesus did was supernatural. His words were with power. His healing were miraculous. His raising the dead was certainly uh, things that men could not do. Only God can do. Only God can touch the human body and make it perfectly whole. Only God can raise a corpse to new life. This is creative power. And of course, the same is true spiritually. Only one who is God can create new life in a dead sinner's soul. That's the power of the Lord Jesus, that he gives unto us eternal life by which we are saved. And I trust that you will put your faith in the Lord Jesus, knowing that he is indeed supernatural. He is able to save from the guttermost to the uttermost. And whatever your sins may be, the power of Jesus, there is supernatural power in his blood to save you from your sins. May the Lord draw you to simple saving faith, In the Lord Jesus Christ today. And if I can be a personal help, make sure you give me a call or send me an email. And of course, we're always here for you. You can go to our website, ltbs.ca.
1: This broadcast comes to you today from the Free Presbyterian Church in Cloverdale, located at 187 90 58th Avenue, Surrey at the corner of 188th Street and 58th Avenue. On our website you can find gospel articles, links to our sermons and our gospel booklet called A New Beginning. There you can find a link to our Sunday services that are broadcast online. For all this information please go to our website at CloverdaleFPC.ca. You're warmly invited to attend any of our Sunday services at 10.30am and 6pm to meet with us as we worship God and to hear the preaching of his precious word. We also meet for Bible study and prayer at 7.30pm every Wednesday evening. Our Sunday School for Children and Adult Bible Class meet every Lord's Day from September to June at 9.30am. You can contact us using our office number, which is 604 one zero nine one Alternatively you can email me at pastor at gmail.com. Again for all this information please go to our website at Cloverdale Our burden is that you will hear and understand the gospel that will lead you to know the Lord Jesus Christ and his great salvation and this is Pastor Andrew Fitton Thank you for listening today and be sure to listen Monday to Friday at 5am and 5pm and on Sundays at 9.30am on this station for full our full or church service as we worship the Lord through the ministry of His Word.